Hello and welcome to Naked Packers, the podcast where we do cover the Green Bay Packers and we don't cover anything else. Let's go. All right, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. Today, we are going to be talking about a couple of things. The Saints are now in town for joint practices, so that is exciting. There is a lot of news around that. But first, we had some PUP, some PUP updates. Three guys returned from the PUP list on Sunday. Matt LaFleur was just casually asked if they would get any guys back and he said yeah you know we're gonna get three guys back today we're going to get back uh, christian watson okay that's fine we're gonna get back robert tunyon oh that's even better and we are going to get back elton jenkins so yeah that is pretty pretty damn good news i don't know how you can be a packers fan and not be super excited to hear that the first guy christian watson he was not supposed to miss as much time as he has missed to this point, uh, and that's really unfortunate for him. Rogers talked about how he was not worried, and probably still is not worried, because Christian's been in his ear this whole time. He's a guy who's eager to learn. He's a quick learner. He'll pick things up. He'll be totally fine. And as true as that may be, it would still have been great for Watson to be able to get back out on the practice field, be able to make plays, and show what he's got. And then the next guy back, the man, the myth, the legend, the Robert Tunyon, the Funyon. Let's go. This is so exciting. Robert Tunyon is now back only 10 months after tearing his ACL in the brutal week eight game against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, this is moderately surprising for me. Reports were out, you know, around May or June that Tunyon would be ready for week one, but I pretty much dismissed those simply because it felt like a pump-up from Robert Tunyon's camp. It felt like his agent and stuff was trying to leak this, saying, oh, Tunyon's great, Tunyon's healthy, it only looks good for him, it only looks good for Tunyon. Turns out, those reports are actually quite accurate. He was cutting well without a knee brace with the rehab group, and that looked good, but you know, you had no pads on, there was nothing really important going on there. Now, however... He looks just as fast, strong, and fluid as he ever has. He, in practice on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, was doing individual drills. uh, And yeah, he wasn't wearing a knee brace or anything. He was cutting well. He looked strong. He looked fast. I'm very, very excited for what Tunyon can do this year. He's going to be an absolutely massive addition to this offense. He caught 11 touchdowns in 2020, and he should have been a pro bowler. Then you add on the fact that Rodgers really, really trusts him, and he is such, such a massive threat because you can account for Tunyon, and that just leaves other receivers open, and then you get someone like a Christian Watson or Romeo Dubs burning you, or you cannot account for Tunyon, in which case you send Tunyon out on the flat, he's going to pick up 10. You put him on a crosser, he's going to pick up 20. You put him on a corner, he's going to pick up 25. So... Tunyon is going to be huge for this passing attack. You also, in addition, add on his blocking. 
that's really, really scary because some tight ends, you put them in the game, the defense basically knows, okay, this is going to be a run play. This is going to be a pass play. With Tunyon, you're not sure because he can block the crap out of you or he can go run around and burn you. So super, super excited for Tunyon to be back. And with Tyler Davis's lackluster week or two, including the preseason game and now a couple of practices where he's dropped some passes, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, and Josiah DeGuara as a top three is really, really good, and it sounds a whole lot better than Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara, and Tyler Davis. I'm very, very excited about this. And then the last guy, Elton Goddamn Jenkins. He is back only nine. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months after tearing his ACL. Oh my god. Goody talked about Elton being ahead of schedule at the start of training camp. And I sort of looked at that. I thought, great, right? Maybe Elton's back week six or so. That'll put him about five weeks away from the one-year mark of his torn ACL. That should work out great. He's back already. He is off the PUP list. I never thought that it would be this good. I expected Watson to come off. I currently expect Watson to play week one and probably Tunyon to play week one. I do give Elton more of a 50-50 chance, but either way, this is huge. He is a pro bowl to all pro caliber player wherever he goes. Obviously, if you have him at guard, that's where he's best, right? He's a total all pro player there. Lock him in to have an all pro season. He's a stud there, but, but he's also a potentially all pro level player at tackle. He can play left tackle as he showed last year. He can play right tackle as he showed in previous years. And so then you have from left to right on the offensive line, Nyman, Runyon, Myers, Newman, and Elton. And that is so, so much better than having to put Hanson at guard and Newman at tackle. This is so, so exciting. Elton was playing right tackle during walkthroughs. So it's a safe assumption to assume that they'll slot him in there. And this means two things. A, they're uh, comfortable with Nyman being at left tackle. And B... If they're not comfortable with Diamond being at left tackle, they expect Bakhtiari back. So either way, great news there. I have considered a from left to right, Nyman, Elton, Myers, Runyon, and Zach Tom offensive line simply because of the sort of flashes you see from Zach Tom in the preseason. A lot of good you're seeing from him, but that just feels too dangerous. Tom would have to show a huge amount for the coaching staff to have faith in him against a really strong Minnesota defensive line in week one. So, again, huge news here with these three guys back. Watson will probably play in week one, though, again, I'd expect a minimal impact due to his lack of training camp reps. Tunyon will also probably play week one. I'm giving that a 55 to 70% chance at the moment, and he will make an impact. And Elton, maybe or maybe not, he'll play, but... If he does, that really, really, really helps. Okay, that good news out of the way. Let's get to joint practices. A note, none of these guys were participating in the joint practices because they were just activated off of the pup list and Packers had them only doing individual drills for now. They didn't want to quite get them involved in team drills just yet. But either way, the joint practice takeaways Let's focus on the positives. We got a defense. However, the Saints do too. That's the negative. So actually, let's jump right into the negatives. Basically, the entire offense. 
that's a negative. The offense seemingly could not get in a groove for two practices, both Tuesday and today. Yeah, it is basically impossible for me to watch much of training camp, of course, aside from the clips that surface on Twitter or elsewhere. So there's not much I can diagnose, but instead I will look at some general things that continue to pop up. At the quarterback position, well, there's not much to say here. Rodgers is really damn good. He was reportedly a bit off today. That's really not a concern. It is quite literally last on my list of concerns. Not Nothing, nothing to discuss there. At running back, yeah, we have two phenomenal backs. When we can actually block for them, they're phenomenal. They get down the field and they make plays. It seems like getting them on the field at the same time is something that LaFleur and the coaching staff is putting more of an emphasis on, which I'm really excited about. When you put them on there together, you have so many different plays that you can run, whether that be putting them both on routes. You put Jones on a sort of straight-out route, and you put Dylan on a wheel or something like that, or you can run some read options. You can run a pitch option. There are so many so many different things you can do with them both back there. I'm really excited to see what LaFleur is going to draw up because we know we have to spread those Devontae targets out somewhere. And then at wide receiver, well, we do have some Romeo Dubs updates. He seemed to have a good practice today, and he definitely makes a play a day. That's what you need to do. But his drops are a tiny bit of a concern for me. There were multiple clips surfacing on Tuesday, one of which showed him absolutely burning Saints cornerback Bradley Roby, but then he dropped the wonderful, wonderful deep ball from Aaron Rodgers that would have gone for a touchdown. Rodgers called it his best throw of the day, and that's not great. His hands need to get sorted out. Again, I'm not too concerned. It seems like hands are something that Packers wide receivers have had issues with in the past and have been able to fix. I mean, Devontae Adams had a whole season where he couldn't catch a football. Guys like James Jones have had issues like that. But on the whole, not too much of a concern in terms of the hands issues with dubs. The positives from dubs are there. He can separate like nobody's business. His ability to stack a corner on a deep route is just teaching tape. I mean, put that on and show that to everybody. It's beautiful. You saw it. In the preseason game on the touchdown, you saw it in clips at practice. He can get up there, and he can burn corners, even though he isn't the fastest guy in the world. His other routes, it seems like he can get off press quickly. It seems like he can really separate in the middle of routes. So I'm a huge fan of Dubs' route running. That's That's something that I hope we can see in the regular season. Listen, if he sorts out those hands, he's going to be an absolute stud. Other than that, there aren't too many updates. Sammy Watkins seems to be playing better. And at this point, it, he's he's a, he's a stone-cold lock for the 53. Rodgers trusts him. And with the way he's played in the last two practices, I think basically lock him in there. And then Jawan Rimfrey. This is a guy that I said probably will be on the practice squad. I just don't see a spot for him. I see six receivers that are better than him. But he's playing so well right now that the Packers might just end up carrying seven receivers. They really haven't done that recently, but you might see it because Rodgers seems to trust Winfrey and Winfrey's putting together a really good camp. Then on the offensive line, yeah, they just reports were that they keep getting shredded by the Saints. And while the Saints do have a really good defensive line, 
the right side of our offensive line really needs to step up. So, what do I propose? Well, end the Hanson and Newman experiment. It's clear. It's really clear if they can't execute against a backup San Francisco 49ers front, how do you expect them to execute against a first team front? It it's, it doesn't work. Get Hanson out of the right guard spot, get Newman out of the right tackle spot. I was open to this at the beginning of camp. It seemed like Hanson was having a good camp, but it's clear at this point that that is just not going to work. I'm very happy slide. I'm very happy to slide Newman in at right guard. Do that. Fine. Newman improved as last year went on. I still have confidence in Newman because of that and put Zach Tom at right tackle if Elton's not healthy. Zach Tom needs his reps, right? How do you expect him to get better if you're not going to get him first-team reps? Get Hanson out of the right guard spot. Put Zach Tom at right tackle, and let's see what let's see what happens. It was so clear in the preseason game that the line was so much better with Tom at tackle and Newman at right guard than with Newman at right tackle and Hanson at right guard. So this should get better if Elton comes back, but we really need that to happen. I just hope this sorts itself out before week one because if we can't run the ball in week one and Rodgers is complaining about receivers dropping footballs or having mental mistakes, it could be a concern. However, the positives, our defense is phenomenal. It just makes plays. There's not much to it, right? We just make plays. The defensive front is especially scary. You saw what their second and third stringers did in San Francisco. Well, their top-end starters are even better. Rashawn Gary was held out of practice on Tuesday, but he seems to be A-OK. Coming in, playing well today. Preston Smith, just on fire on the edge as well. Kenny Clark, of course, a beast. And then you're about five deep at the defensive front. It's just really, really scary. The Saints could not get anything going on the ground. They couldn't really pass the ball either. Because why? Well, you have Amos, Savage, Jair, Sewell, and Stokes. It's really, really, really hard to get something going against those five guys. And then at the inside linebacker spot, you have Campbell, you have Walker, and don't forget about Chris Barnes, right? He seemed to have a good camp to practice today. So this is really exciting. The defense, it does not let you go anywhere. In Minnesota, I mean, I think at this point I'm going to be projecting a low score. I think most people are going to be predicting a low score because... That defense, it's really good. The offense, bit of an issue, but we'll see what happens. That was the end of practices against the Saints. The Packers have a game on Friday night against the New Orleans Saints, so that's what to look forward to coming up. Then after that, you have another practice and then a Thursday night game against the Chiefs before an off week and then week one of the regular season. So very exciting football seems to be back. But as always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. Elton's back, Watson's back, and Tunyon's back. And until next time, go Pack, go! Go!